Welcome to this week's episode of Taking Care of Business. This week, I'm joined by the head of our developer sales team and newly slimmed down Finton. I think 12 pounds in the last week you've lost? 11 and a half, getting there. Good work, yeah, good going. You're losing pounds as quickly as we're losing places at off-plan launches at the moment. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So today we are going to be talking about, uh, we're labelling it an off-plan surge, but really what's going on in the off-plan market at the moment. We're going to be covering topics such as why the off-plan sales are soaring, what the main factors driving the market, and also the rise of international developers uh, coming into the market. So I've just mentioned off-plan soaring, so I'll chuck a couple of stats out there and then throw the conversation over to you. Last month, so in August, off-plan sales accounted for 58% of the property market, which doesn't sound a big change from the norm, which is 50-50. Usually it's 50-50 off-plan secondary, but 8% in a, when you put it into the, the transaction volume and, and value of Dubai property market is, is quite, a, quite a big swing. And we're up 79% year on year compared to 2022. With so far this year, or to, uh, this is information at the end of August, 41,775 uh, off-plan units being sold. So what's happening in the market? What's the cause of all this, the interest in transactions? So what's happening now, first of all, just with the data, it's important to note that there's a bit of a lag between when a property is sold off plan and when it's registered with Dubai Land Department. So what we've seen in this year has been building, this has been building for some time. You go back to the start of 21 where, you know, we were projecting that it was only a matter of when, not if, that off plan would get parity with secondary sales. And now we're seeing it exceed. And I think it isn't any just one thing at the moment. There is geopolitical situations elsewhere. There's economic uh, concerns in the Eurozone, for example. And um, there's people that want to... So Dubai is doing what it's doing here and it's drawing people like it's always done. But there's also other factors outside of here that are pushing people to Dubai. So we're seeing at the moment now that that has built momentum, not just over the last quarter. It's been over the last 18 months that we end up now where we're having the figures that we have that off-plan is dominating. Um, what we've got to look here as well is, why is that happening? Um, and again, it comes back down to, I know we've mentioned it several times before, but the vision of the, the Sheikh and the government that they're looking at towards 2040. They want to have that population growth. And now we're seeing different industries relocating here uh, in their droves. We know this because there's a lack of commercial space. Commercial prices have gone up as well. Well, I, I was actually going to come on to that later in the conversation, but as, as we're here now, um, this is something we've just released a report on as well. And we think there's a, a chronic undersupply of commercial real estate. I think company registrations were up 30% in the first half yeah. of the year. Um, but a, a major question is, this is something that quite ironically we've suffered with as a company there's not that many options out there. And the options out there now, the rents are four times, five times what they were two years ago in the commercial market. So kind of from a, an insider view perspective, are any developers thinking, talking about um, any commercial launches, any, any new commercial spaces being built? Funny enough, there isn't. And there's a, a, a lack. I mean, there's an opening there. Uh, we saw DIFC last week and they had 174 units in their launch. There was thousands, when I say thousands of registrations for 174 units. In that building, there was nine floors of commercial, not for sale. 
So if you're holding a commercial asset right now, you know, you, you can cash out if you want to reinvest somewhere else and make a very good premium. But we're not seeing the developers doing that. Maybe they'll do it uh, as the market is rising. Um, but we're not seeing commercial off-plan office retail uh, coming to the market with the one exception. That one exception is where there's a ready-made city of the future out at Expo City. And now Expo City are launching Expo Valley. They've already sold apartments in Mangrove residence. Um, very attractive post-handover payment plans. But I'm seeing more of an emphasis going to shift towards... And that's on commercial units? So they, they will have... I mean, they've got the city out there. Now, we haven't got details of whether they're going to sell them, but there's availability of space out there to rent. Even as far as a, a, like a, a place that people would always identify as a commercial area, JLT. Uptown uh, building is now being, um, it's coming close to completion. 22 floors of Class A office space was pre-leased. So Dubai needs to think about, okay, if these businesses are coming here and the population is growing, where are these people going to work? And I think part of, again, 2040, Expo City was um, one of the five strategic areas of growth. And if we see where the money the government is spending now, I think we're going to see the new commercial hub coming out here, close to Pam Jebel Ali, it's close to Al Maktoum Airport. And we know the expansion plans to be able to cater for 250 million people to come through there. Um, and Jebel Ali Port. And we see today an announcement that uh, Dubai is one of the top five uh, ports uh, globally, behind Singapore, Hong Kong, uh, London, and the fourth one escapes me right now. Okay, so really there's a, a huge, huge call out from us and probably a lot of other businesses for commercial space to be launched into the market. Coming back, flicking it back to the residential yeah. uh, off-plan side of things. So I made a, like a light-hearted comment at the beginning about how we're losing tokens at launches. And I think if anyone's been on social media, they'd have seen videos from the Palm Jebel Ali launch. And it's just absolute chaos and mayhem. But what most people probably wouldn't have seen is that that's not just specific to Palm Jebel Ali no, launch. That's a, a, every launch that's going on at the moment. But a question I've got for you is more around the frequency of launches, so how fast are developers bringing new projects to the to the market at the moment? For example, you, you and our team, how many launches are there that we're attending a week? How many different developments and different propositions are coming to the market? Well, well, at the moment, we're having to kind of cherry pick. If we, if we were to attend every launch in the market, we'd get no work done. We'd have all this knowledge, but nothing yeah. to show for it. So what we're doing here is like, I, I did a, a list of uh, 15, uh, just before we came in here and I have to stop because it's ongoing this morning the team are down with select group they're launching in maritime city uh, nautica one and two beds starting from 1.4 million upwards and um, they're now going down to business bay for another launch of a new developer that's come into the market and um, this is their first project in arjan again nice price point there for studios starting at 500,000. So you mentioned it isn't just the luxury market on Pam Jebel Ali. Last week I was down at 10 Oxford and the expression of interest were there uh, in their droves. Agents were there and they said they had to deal with only the first 100 people that had tokens on that opening day um, and push people and invite people to come back the second day. Such was the demand. Interesting, when I was down there, you, would be, you wouldn't think you were in Dubai. I thought it was in Germany. The amount of German buyers and agents that were down there 
So again, this is an indication that what we see in Dubai, we can sometimes be blinkered what we're seeing. But this is what the European market is seeing. Dubai is giving great yields. You know, there's great value for money. The product that's coming into the market now is better than ever before. So again, Iman, 10th project, they started in 2016. Um, They've got traction with their brand. There's brand equity. People know what they're going to buy into with them. And they've only kind of worked in that JVC, Arjan, Dubai Hills uh, belt. But the growth is there. And as you mentioned earlier, there's overseas developers now moving over here. So I'm going to come on to that in a minute. But a question I've got before that is with so many developers, so many launches, is there a competition between the developers in terms of flexible payment options, payment plans, etc.? Or is the demand simply at such a rate that the developers don't need to offer that much at the moment? There's always going to be competition, but I think whereas before they could differentiate with payment plans and pricing, pricing in a certain area, it's, it's all about quality. Okay, what, what is the product doing? MTAs, for example, are giving fully furnished um, properties. They're giving Bosch appliances, right? Like top of the range uh, European, uh, they're going in with Philips TV. So it's fully furnished, turnkey property. So if somebody wants to put that onto uh, long-term rent or short-term, they're now designing a product that, I showed somebody the rendering the other day, who's in our office. And I said, where do you think this project is? And they said, DIFC. And I said, if I told you JVC, would you be surprised? And they were bowled over and going, really? So I think where the developers now are, the, the ones that are doing really well, they're differentiating in the product that they're giving, smart home technology, uh, biometric access, door access, and, and things like that. So the differential is more so the actual quality in the offering rather than a, a, a price or a payment plan? Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, relative to the, the different area. Good. So coming on to the next question I've got for you, and probably a question a lot of people have got is, who's buying all the off-plan properties? Like how many, and look, we can, you'll never be able to give us an exact figure, but just as like a ballpark, how many people are buying from inside Dubai and how many people are buying overseas, basically, buying from outside Dubai? An easier answer is who isn't buying (laughs) right now. But right now you have, there's still a mix. You've got the, in Dubai, so my, my feedback on, Pam Jabali that market will do its own thing. But there was a lot of people in Dubai that were buying in there. From one person that was working there, they said, listen, their clients was 80% Dubai, 20% international. Now we expect the next phase when it comes, now the international, it'll get more traction. The people in Dubai knew this was coming. The people in Dubai know what the prices are on the original Pam. This Pam is going to be twice as big, 110 kilometers of uh, waterfront properties. 80 hotels going in there, and yes, it is further away, but this will be a better product. You know, won't have the same traffic issues. From Pam uh, Jumeirah to DXP, you've, it takes a bit of time. Here to Al Maktoum, where we're thinking about the future, is going to be better. So internationally and, and on the ground here domestically, people see that as good value for money. Um, you go back to the Iman launch, it's a JVC, it's a different segment of the market. A lot of international buyers in there. The ticket price there for a studio is about 700,000. One bed, a million and uh, 50,000 dirhams. And they see that as good value. Really so, nice payment plan. So why are people purchasing in Dubai from overseas and not in their 
home country maybe, which they, they might have a deeper knowledge of, or in any other part of the world, what, what is it about Dubai at the moment? It, I think with Dubai, it's not what's happening in the, at the moment now. This has been building for some time. You go to uh, COVID, we, you know, we were coming into 2020, we were at the bottom of the market of, of a decline from say 2015 into 14. Now, people are seeing that the market is picking up, but it's how the government led us through COVID. Dubai has got an awful lot of international credibility. And again, I go back to the Urban Plan of 2040 and D33. But do people know about that? Are people coming to us and saying, the Urban Plan of 2040 is amazing, I need to invest in Dubai? Um, They're more aware of it than you would think, but there's also the pain points, what they're experiencing in their home countries. So it's this pull and this, this push effect. And I'm talking to clients in the UK and I know their pain points but we elaborate on them as a landlord, what their yields are. They're not getting the capital appreciation that they once were. Um, so they're now they're leaving. Once upon a time, mortgage interest uh, was allowable against your rental income. That's done away with. So it's not such an attractive buy to let more, uh, market anymore when you, your, your interest is no longer allowable. So each of these markets um, have their own factors that people just want to get out. Another thing too, we're talking about people are investing in real estate. They understand real estate as an asset class, but maybe they have it uh, all of their asset class in pound or euro. Now they want to diversify and still have real estate in an asset class that's pegged to the dollar. Um, personally, my own pain point is in Ireland at the moment, I have a property. The market rent is 700 more. My tenants after leaving, I have to rent that property out because I'm in a pressure zone at the same rent as the exiting tenant. And I can't, as a landlord, I own my property, rent it out at the market rent. That's enough for me to decide enough is enough. And I'm gonna pull my money out and invest in Dubai. Well, do you know, so from talking to a few people myself, this is an attraction a lot of investors have with fully furnished properties over here. Yeah. Because the rental, the long-term rental situation in Dubai isn't like Ireland, but a lot of landlords have, felt over the last couple of years that the market's been running away and like rightly or wrongly from a tenant's point of view, their tenants paying less than what they could get in the market. So there's a huge clamor and demand for the holiday homes market at the moment because landlords are seeing, the, but one, a, a, an increase in return on investment, but two, more flexibility over the property. The main barrier to entry is really the furnishing cost of a, a property to bring it to the market, which is yeah. what, like I say, I've got lots of friends and um, like people that I see at the school gates and stuff that are talking about off-plan properties, but fully furnished off-plan properties, because then there's no real barrier to the to the holiday home market increasing those, those return on investments. Yeah, and as I said, MTIs have done that very successfully and nobody else in that segment was, was doing it. Again, people are very familiar with Dubai. They, they travel here, they come on holidays. You know, the connectivity here to so much of the world within seven hours. So Dubai is not a, a foreign concept. They're familiar, they've been here. Um, and like when I came here uh, in 2015, the 611, which is motorway out there, was already built. There was no houses out there, but the government's foresight was, we're gonna put in this network of roads. And when people come here and they see that, they can't be but impressed about Dubai. And Dubai, honestly, hasn't even got out of the starting blocks on where it's going to go to. So, International developers, and maybe that's what you just mentioned there's a point what, yeah. that's attracting them over, but what's the, what's the main draw for those in Dubai at the moment? So when I say international developers, what I'm talking about here is developers who are based in other countries in the world yeah. 
who choose to come to Dubai, buy plots of land, and then build towers or villa communities? And yeah, so I think um, there's two that are springing to mind straight away. Leo's, Leo's was uh, is a UK developer. They've come over here. They have plans to bring two thousand units into the into the market. Um, they've launched their first project. So they're bringing UK standards to Dubai. I think when you ask about these developers, part of their their thinking about coming here is they were in the UK and they're talking to their uh, their, their customers. And the customers saying, oh, I'm not going to invest anymore in the UK. I'm going to invest in Dubai. You look at Fortimo. Fortimo is a Swiss developer. They launched um, Gulf Residence down in Dubai Hills. And if you look, they came in here and they built in Arjan um, a build to rent for themselves. They went through the build process. They came through it. They rented out that. And they're probably kind of thinking, okay, this is good. They built, uh, there's a hotel down in Business Bay they have. So they've got now gone through that experience of building in Dubai. And now they've launched that project in Dubai Hills. So again, like that, I think they're probably finding their Swiss developer. Maybe a lot of that money that's in Germany, Switzerland, and Austria is now coming to Dubai. And if your clients are going to Dubai, does it make sense go to with them. go yeah. with them? If they're not buying at home, they're, they're coming here. Take a piece of the, the market here. So I think that might be a part of the mindset. Good. We are running out of time, unfortunately. Okay. I'm going to ask you one last question. It's always a difficult one. And it, it, obviously no one has a crystal ball, but what's going to happen in the next 12 months, in your opinion, in the off market? More of the same. We are coming now into, we had a bit of a, a lull during the summer. I think everyone's summer was there. There wasn't launches. People are down. But there's been this build of, of um, projects coming to the market. And as we know, and we can see from COP28 already, a lot of hotel rooms are at 100% capacity already. We're coming into that time of the year where the tourists come in, the weather cools down, and they're going to start now thinking a little bit more about, I'm, doing a, I'm here on holiday but I'm also researching my next investment. And as I said, I'm going through a list of forecast of what's coming across the board. Exciting times ahead. Good. Yeah. Thank you very much, as always, Finton. No stranger to the the podcast. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening in. As always, any questions, comments, anything you agree with, disagree with, let us know. Please follow and subscribe on all the usual channels. And see you next time.